0: Welcome to the self esteem and confidence mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the self esteem and confidence mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today to the show, we welcome Tana J. Cohen and we're going to be talking about the parasomatic mindfulness and self-confidence and many many more things so just a quick introduction to tana and then we'll dive into the conversation today so tana j cohen is a somatic coach and mindfulness mentor with experience in healing complex ptsd chronic and chronic anxiety and low self-esteem from over a decade of childhood trauma she is passionate about the intrinsic capabilities We each have to overcome adversity, and gets lit up by the changes she continually sees occur within her clients' lives. So amazing work, uh, Tana, and I've dived into this world uh, as well, and just even uh, feeling it within myself uh, is is incredible. So I'm really excited about our conversation today. So yeah, tell us a little bit more. Maybe something I haven't touched on in in my bio that's actually got you really passionate into this area
1: oh that's a great question and firstly just thanks for having me here I'm super happy to be on your podcast Johnny Um, so oh god I think the thing that's got me so lit up with it is that I spent years bouncing around you know counsellors different therapists trying every single healing approach under the sun Mm. and I you know I'm sure a lot of us have had that feeling when we're just like why is this still happening like this continuous loop or things that it's almost like a stuck on repeat and I couldn't figure out why and then I was so I've always been really passionate about helping people and wanting to to make a change in the world of mental health and I then decided that I wanted to increase my sort of coaching toolbox and I found somatic coaching and then I studied somatic coaching and it just blew my mind I didn't know what it was before And I'd never heard of it. I did have a counselor once who was somatically trained and I did remember that, but it wasn't until I did my training, started working with clients, seeing the results and then saw the results within myself because I instantly started working with a somatic coach as well. And I just really feel like it is the the missing piece. It is Mm -hmm. the yeah it's kind of like that that last thing that we needed we've got all of the conceptual stuff now we've been in a world of traditional psychotherapy and and you know mindset coaching for such a long time and the incorporation of our bodies and seeing us as an integral being and then working with us as that full self is is just what what is needed it's the it's the iceberg below the tip
0: for me yeah love it and yeah I'm I'm so we were we, we myself and you were talking just before the show and talking about like I'm a big obviously Tony Robbins fan on a lot of mindset and when I certainly got into the whole, whole world of personal growth it was like ah oh, this is motivational inspirational feeling good and then she do a little bit of like inner work and things like that Um are like really, yes,
1: this is amazing yeah I know exactly
0: <laughs> you're like raving up you're getting oh, excited <laughs> and yeah but for me like I also experienced like you, you've got some of these and it's an ongoing process for me it's like never an ending process it's always something I'm going to be doing like the somatic work like yeah. there's always things I'm not gonna keep doing but yeah I really like how we're sort of like on the, the same path on this I know obviously you're you're like a coach in this as well which is amazing um but yeah like just talk to us a little bit more about Why perhaps you feel this can be really beneficial? Because a lot of us do this, like we might go to, you know, maybe a therapist, which is fantastic. Definitely don't keep it to yourself, you know. Uh, Or you might go get a coach, which is also fantastic, slightly different, but again, that's really good. You might do a bit of journaling. Yeah, Mm. tell us for you, like, why it's important to go a little bit more deeper emotionally and maybe physically into the body to
1: get through some of these blocks. So firstly, I'm, you know, I'm a huge advocate for for therapy, for coaches, but what I, what I think is really important is that we find somatically trained therapists therapists, and we find trauma-informed coaches because that way we're getting coaches that have an understanding of how trauma and pain and past experiences are stored in the body so that when we're working with someone and there's somehow a block there rather than saying oh maybe you need to go to a therapist we can work with them somatically to see first if some of that can can move so that they can open up the pathways to where they want to go and and then on the other side of it when therapists are somatically trained then they're again able to work with that person incorporating their body into the picture and i think that it's a lot of people don't really know what somatic is and it can be great
0: to hear hear your definition in the moment as well
1: yeah i think that's really important because i think we tend to sort of label things that we haven't heard as potentially alternative or maybe a bit hippie or holistic and then that goes into this whole sort of a little bit more ethereal space And so I think a lot of people tend to lean towards talk therapy and psychotherapists because we kind of know what that is. And so I want to break that up because somatic therapy, while it is very holistic, it doesn't just belong in this sort of um, very more kind of hippie side of things, right? Like I'm all for that. I'm a total hippie at heart. But... I also, you know, I like my stuff that's backed by science and especially when it comes to therapy, I want to know that I'm spending my money and it's well, well spent. Right. Um. So the way that I the analogy that I like to use is <laughs> I'm all for metaphors. Are we good with a metaphor? and analogy? Yeah, we love it.
0: We love it. Yeah.
1: Right. So the way that past experiences or trauma or emotions work in the body is how I like to say It's like, imagine that you're you're in the sea and you're just playing around in the waves and you're having a great time. And there's like a few waves, but it's just nice and it's pleasant and and everything's in order and you're in control and you're having a good time and you're in flow. And then, you know, when you've been in the sea and then out of nowhere, there's just this massive wave Hmm. that just just hits you, knocks you over. And everyone's like, where the hell did that wave come from? So what we don't see when we're in the water is that there are these currents and there are these winds and they're not perceptible to us in that moment. So when they do come out of nowhere, they do knock us off balance. And this is what happens with old stored emotions from the past, trauma, maybe um, really difficult experiences that we didn't process in a healthy way and so we resorted Mm -hmm. to coping mechanisms or distraction or addictions or just not wanting to get out of bed or over obsessing about a guy or all of these ways that we try to move away from what we're feeling because the body naturally wants to move towards pleasure and away from pain that's a that's an evolutionary response it's the reason why we're all here because we we do that naturally we move away from pain Mm. but when we do that in in sort of uh a life sense what we're doing is we are pushing all of that onto the rug and then we just go about a normal day and we can't figure out why we're not thriving why we're not moving forward why we don't want to get out of bed why we were fine for years and then all of a sudden out of nowhere we're completely burnt out and brain fried and really stressed or shouting at the kids or and we don't know what's going on. And it's because there is so much going on under the surface of the waves. And because we haven't we haven't had a chance or a safe space and we haven't been professionally guided to explore that in a way that we can handle it. And that's why it's different because it's not about somatic therapy. It isn't about just going into the pain. It's about exploring your felt sense, which was a term coined by Eugene Gendlin, because there wasn't quite a name for what she was trying to say. And it's about exploring that felt sense, these the mix of feelings and sensations to get a better idea of actually what's going on. But from a regulated state, from a state where our nervous systems are resourced, where we feel calm, and balanced and from there we can start having a relationship with the difficult sensations or emotions and we can have those breakthrough moments of like oh wow I didn't realize that the pain in my chest was linked to that
0: mm-hmm.
1: interesting and rather than diving into that to just being like let's get that cathartic release of being in the pain and being in the pain and being in the pain and then oh I've cried and screamed and now I feel great which is just making the nervous system do that we we come at it from a space of gentility nourishment and we allow every single part of the person to be heard and totally welcome and in that when that person starts doing that within themselves we are telling our bodies we're safe to be here we're safe to be here with the discomfort with the joy with the excitement with the pain with that unresolved grief, unhealed grief from years ago. And actually I'm safe enough to be here with myself. And that's when we start to see immense changes.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I love it. love how you said that. Like it's not just about the release. It's about telling you, like trying to connect with yourself on that that level and say, it's okay. You're feeling like that, that that's coming up and just being more aware. And yeah, like <laughs> I've been, yeah even like some grief, like when I go through it, like, you know, from lost ones in the past and, and things like that, it's just like, oh, that's why that's coming up. I'm feeling it here. Um, mm. And that's been caused by that and just that level of self-awareness. So, mm. yeah, so powerful. The softness. <laughs> so The
1: softness of that is just instantly as you talk about that and you put your hand on your chest, you know, my nervous system starts feeling softer as well. So we, we do thrive when we bring that softness and, and gentility. And we just haven't really seen that on a large enough spectrum in our society, in our education systems. You know, parents aren't given manuals. It's very easy to have a baby and to be a stressed out parent. And then that child's nervous system is picking up on your nervous system. And, you know, it's beautiful that, that we're so connected and that we respond in this way to each other, but yeah, it's like this softness is is what's been what's been missing within ourselves, most importantly. And when we're not guided to find that softness within ourselves, well, we naturally kind of fight or become in this internal battle or have cognitive dissonance over like I want this, but I also want this, and I don't know what to do, and <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it ends so up being a bit messy.
0: <laughs> totally relate. Yeah, I'm glad you got the cognitive dissonance up as well. Um, yeah, yeah. What was one thing I I find that like, interesting is sometimes I, I've certainly experienced it in my life, and I've seen it like when I mean, I've worked with people as well. There's sometimes we're like avoiding things, and we don't even realize we're avoiding it because there's like those emotional, there's an emotional pain point, and then our brain's very good at justifying logically, like, ah, that's not the right time, ah, you know, I'm busy. Ah, you know, like, whether it's like a business, whether it's approaching the girl or the guy at the bar or whatever, it's, or like just even socialising, because quite a lot of us have that, the social competence is a challenge as well. But yeah, like, I kind of wanted to just touch on that a little bit. And again, for you, like when... Is it about coming back to those levels of awareness when we look at our like avoidance behavior and actually being able to actually understand a bit more where that might be coming from?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you probably ag- agree with that as well. You know, that self-awareness is is such a powerful tool for us to to move forward and to have that that clarity and that perspective on things. And I think that when we do start to understand, oh, okay, I'm I'm like this because I'm afraid of this, a lot of the time we're running on fear. Hmm. You know, we have all of these, these systems in place within our body that are just there to keep us protected and keep us safe. And this is, you know, this is something that completely changed my life as well when I started understanding this on a deeper level, because how often is the problem not the part of our mind that's having a hard time but the fact we're then fighting it and then we're judging ourselves for it so because you have a hard day or because sometimes you don't even want to be on this planet because some of us have moments where we don't want to be on this planet and that's not talked about without it being this big red flag that we can't ever say but you know life is Life has got its challenges and it's not always easy. And, and so then we start, we start fighting with these parts of us that are, that are scared. Or if you've thought that if you beat yourself up enough, you'll actually, you know, go to the gym and get healthy. And, and then that stops working. And then you start being in this internal battle with yourself. And you have this cognitive dissonance of like, well, I do want to do this, but then I don't want to do this. And then it's when you start berating yourself and criticizing yourself for it. And that's where so much of the suffering comes in, whether when you when, you know, when I realize like, Mm. oh, I'm doing that because I think if I do that, I will get a better result. Mm, I think if I'm harsh on myself and I beat myself up and I tell myself that I'm fat and disgusting and unlovable, then that will be the thing that gets me to change. Though actually that was leading to, you know, burnout and and com- you know complete lack of, of self esteem, but it was coming from the part of me that believed because I got bullied for so many years for being overweight because that's how I dealt with the grief of losing my brother when I was six. It was I you know some oh, people wow. turned to drugs and I turned to food and then when I was a teenager I turned to boys and that was that was my my ways of escaping um but yeah so I went through that grief put on weight and then got bullied for being fat so for years I absolutely hated myself and my body but then inside my mind I was like why why can't I do this like I'm so stupid how have I learned so much and yet I'm still so what's wrong with me you know I'm broken and that's not what was going on what was going on is that i believe that i need to lose weight in order to be lovable in order to be okay and so that part of my mind that inner critic was like we you know we need to change you're fat and disgusting let's go and for many years that was a motivator for me to diet and then i would start getting you know a bit fitter and then start thinking oh oh great now now I feel good now life is good and that's because the the inner critic was the motivator and so but it's, it's not so um, it's not sustainable it's not coming from a place of energy or joy or inspiration it's coming from a place of self-criticism and self-beratement and it's just putting more stress on the body so that's why these things don't work um, and I think when when I, ironically when I started giving voice or giving how do I put this when I started listening to what the core needs of that part of me were trying to communicate and what the fears were behind it what the fears were behind that voice of self-criticism then ironically I felt calmer happier more stable and then my relationship to food and exercise started changing So, you know, naturally, when we become, um, when we're more aligned, when we feel more like ourselves, so many people say, I don't feel like myself, I just want to feel like myself again. When we really feel like ourselves, we are naturally more confident, calmer, more curious, more creative, more compassionate. And so I just love seeing the... The power of somatic work in my clients because i see it happening within sessions within the moment i see them coming back to that space of of their actual self of their being and from that place they start having a connection with what is this scared part of me and what is this part of me that that feels conflicted to what i want and oh it's the fear of this and when you come at it with that kind of tone, there's no fear anymore. You're just becoming curious. And that's when the self awareness increases and people are like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Get it. Yeah.
0: Love it. So yeah, it too. sounds like to sort of right how you broke personally, and maybe some of your clients have broken that cycle, just so I'm sort of understanding is. That that cycle of self criticism because it's a it's a big issue for a lot of us, including mm. myself in the past and people I've worked with, and you know quite a lot of feedback from listeners of this podcast is that that high, harsh level of self criticism. Mm. It sounds like for you it was just again coming back to the the self awareness, but actually realizing some of these fears, um, yeah. and then being able to identify that, and then being able to lead that road back to that's just the fear, and this is the actual me. Does that yeah. sound accurate?
1: Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> if I could say things in less words, <clears throat> it's good that I'm a <laughs> trained coach because when I'm coaching, I say a lot less.
0: <laughs> no, it's amazing. And uh, what, I'm like touching on you being a coach and just talking about like coaching in general, I just want to kind of emphasize really that this is the power of having a coach. And, you know, I've got several coaches in my life and, you know, including most recently a coach in the som- area of somatics. Um, and I've got like a couple of others got life coach and you know, I've had business coaches and that's the beauty of it rather than just trying to go alone and getting a load of info information is great but that person who can kind of bring you back without telling you what to do but bring you back to some of these realizations or perhaps identifying some of those fears mm. um, I don't know if you've experienced similar through through having coaches as well
1: oh massively massively I think It's interesting now, though, because I do find that when I when I do work with coaches that aren't somatically trained, I just feel like it's lacking. Mm. So that that is something I have noticed. It ends up being very much like um, it's very cognitive. It's very conceptual. it's, It's a lot to do with mindset. And it just feels like, yeah, there's just this whole depth of experience that that now I'm I'm so accustomed to listening to and and using my whole being my body and my mind to guide me and give me direction and to find information and so so yeah when when that's not there now I just notice I'm like hmm so I I bring my own somatic therapy to my own (laughs) coaching session I love it when they're not somatic coaches Um, (laughs) which is yeah which is funny but yeah no I think I think coaches having coaches is great having people to talk things through with is great I also realized that um, you know for years I, I would rely on romantic partnerships mm. or always felt like something was missing when I didn't have a significant other in my life and mm. now what I realize is that your partner shouldn't automatically be the person that has to listen to every single feeling that you have and give you all the time in the world when they're also living their own life. And you can actually seek professional help to navigate some of those things from someone that actually knows how to support you to navigate those things within your own life. And through somatic coaching, my levels of self-acceptance, confidence, self-assurance, self-esteem, resilience, all of those things have like quadrupled. And now I'm excited to have a partnership. And I don't expect them to take the role of a therapist, a coach or a counselor. And that feels really healthy, like this feeling of I can stand on my own two feet, and then if I feel like I need support, I know exactly who. I need to speak to in order to get the most profound impactful and effective support so that I actually see a shift. And I'm sure, you know, like a conversation with a friend is wonderful, but it's those times where you have those, those incredible sessions with coaches that you're like, Oh, okay. That is
0: different. Right. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Uh, love yeah. It. Love it, Tana. Um... Awesome
1: yeah, has that been your experience as well, like with the with the coaches and that that external support?
0: Yeah, it's I mean, when you were talking about the coaches, I suppose like for me, it's like I definitely relate to what you say about. sometimes it's just cognitive and being given. I think for different areas, you you have different needs. For me, if I want to go someone emotional, it's really important to have that somatic level of support if I was looking for a business coach or maybe more of a mentor I think that's okay for me personally in that area when I'm just getting a bit more direction or maybe even a health coach right but like a fitness or health coach but yeah for me a life coach I find like it's really great and amazing but like I've got to I've, I felt the missing piece for me as well was making sure at least in some area of my life, I've got the somatic support, which is why I've got more drawn into this area. Cause it's great. Like there's definitely an art to not story it to myself and getting some of these things out of my head, talking it through with someone, creating some action plans, but like, if I'm not going on to that somatic level. There's, there's always that missing piece for me as well. So having Thanks, different yeah. support systems, but for me, that was the missing piece at least making sure there's, one person or support system in my life to give me that
1: yeah I agree with you completely and you know like I've got a business coach for example and it's it's very much to do with yeah. you know strategy and what are we going to do the next week and it's much more goal orientated and and that's that's mm-hmm. brilliant you know yeah. and that's what I need but I I think that that's only working because I have a somatic coach yeah because what I have found is in the past when I have worked with business coaches sometimes there are blocks that come up with you in your life as an entrepreneur, or, or the fear of being seen, or some, some people feel afraid of even doing a, a video or sending a, a voice message on WhatsApp, you know, these things are really scary for people. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's about kind of recognizing that if some of the blocks to moving forward are really related to fear, rather than oh we think we need to do x y and z but actually well why aren't we doing it because we're we're terrified you know of being seen or being successful even or being out there in the world or you know all of these different possible fears that we have and so yeah so even in those spaces I do I do find that having that that life coach or that person that works on that the sort of the deeper the deeper parts of life is just really has definitely helped me a lot and then i'm saying that it's helping my clients a lot as well
0: love it love it i think um yeah that's a that's a great thing to share and and end on but what i wanted to ask you actually before we sort of like wrap up today we could we could talk about this i know you could talk about this for a very long time <laughs> but we'd be about three hours here probably right but,
1: but, but yeah, we'll make like, an yeah
0: an audio book yeah an audio book will make an audio book right um Well, I'd like to ask you if there's maybe a final point that you you'd like to share or maybe emphasize. And also uh, if the listener wants to find you or find out more about your work, where they can do that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So everything that you can find of mine, I've got a beautiful journaling practice that's based around, you know, somatic, uh, somatic journaling practice, you could say. Um, and also if you want to book a call with me and find out more, then all of that is through my website, which is tanajcohen.com um, which I think you're gonna put a link in because some yeah. people don't know how to spell my name. <laughs> sure. Yeah, will be, um, in the, it'll
0: be in the notes, yeah.
1: Yeah, and on Instagram, I'm the go, um, your go-to somatic coach. So that's mm-hmm. easy to find. And yeah, there's some more information on there about somatic coaching. Um, you can always book a call with me. And just have a chat and to see where it goes. Um, but what I will say is that I, I, <laughs> you know, this sometimes the world of coaching is really only available to those that have got the money and can afford it. And I know what it's like to be in a position where I haven't been able to afford it. So I am now offering my packages and my coaching on a sliding scale. So I call it the Robin Hood approach. So those that can pay more do to allow the people that can pay less um and i think what the note that is the most important to end this on is that help is available it's okay to reach out and find it you know in in the past week i've heard of maybe three stories of someone losing someone close to them through suicide and it's something that doesn't really get talked about that much but i guess i just want to say that you know Often the parts of our mind that are just creating all of this turmoil beneath that, there's there's just fear. And there's there's a part, there's parts within ourselves that just need a bit of space and love and kindness and gentility to be heard. And the process of being in a state of chaos or not feeling okay, and moving towards a space where you feel like life is life is good and you've you know you can enjoy it and move forward it doesn't need to take as long and it's not as far away as people might think and that is coming from personal experience of of many years of being highly traumatized of wanting not to be on this planet of spending hours on the floor just crying and realizing that in the short amount of time that I started working somatically I saw a massive change and it's allowed me to be here today, to be on a podcast, to be talking. I've got no imposter syndrome. I know that the right people will click with me. The wrong people won't. I'm just going to carry on with my evening after this finishes. It's all groovy. And that is because of the insane capacity that our bodies have for healing. And and it's, it's so beautiful and it's so magical when you can look back and go, wow, a year ago I would not be doing this. And today I am. And yeah I think that's just the most important thing that that we know that even if there's a part of us that feels hopeless there is hope and change is absolutely yours to claim and it's all possible
0: great words to finish with Tana so thank you and uh once again a massive thank you for your time today and sharing everything you have
1: Yeah, and you, thank you again so much for having me. I'm so glad we we made it around to to finally doing this, like three years later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence.